0: Um, you know, just give him an opportunity, uh, a different style of quarterback. Um, so really it's just to give him an opportunity to see if we can do something with the offense. What will the uh, status of Zach be this week, Robert? Is Trevor going to be the
1: backup? Is Zach going to be the backup? Or is... Uh, all three will be up on game day. Trevor will be the immediate backup. Hit it!
0: Well, there you had it, folks. The head coach, the fearless leader. Of the New York Jets, Robert Sala. Maybe Zach Wilson running into him and him hitting his head potentially on the sidelines awoken him and uh, made the change to get rid of the biggest bust in the history of the New York Jets that Zach Wilson. But it's the Jets Way podcast. Plenty more on that disaster and all the other disasters with this franchise. It's Jake, joined by the producer of the Jets Way podcast, Mr. John Kaywood. Before we get to John, the Jets Way podcast is, of course, brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code WAY. Must be 18 years or older in New York and New Jersey and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Bro, I'm telling you, this is going to be a real rip-roarer today if this has any uh, any chance of getting to where I think it could go.
1: Yeah. Um, th- that's why I wanted to come on and make sure everything was okay. Couldn't have you flying this thing solo with um how things have been going lately. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to paint a picture of, you know, Zach is still could be the guy. No, it's over. It's over. Oh, thanks.
0: Zach. Yeah, Really? I didn't know that. Well, I told you, <laughs> it's almost like everything I told you the moment Rogers went down and if they were going to keep playing Zach, it actually happened. What? What a concept. You know why, John? Because I saw it last year happen. Who yeah. would have seen this coming?
1: No, I mean, listen, it's frightening how eerily similar um, the way things have gone this year and kind of mirroring kind of how things were last year. I mean, definitely worse, considering the expectations that were on this team to begin the season. But at this point, it's, it's Tim Boyle time. Let's go. Let's see if a professional um can come in, step in, and maybe salvage something. But at this point, I mean, me personally, I would love for Aaron to take all the time he needs. Don't rush back to this mess. Let's get another full... Let's give, give him a full year to get back. And uh, it's just disappointing, to say the least. We, we, we all had that dream scenario in our head, but at this point now, it's like, let's get healthy. Let's kind of retool, rebuild, and go into next season with, you know, those renewed hopes.
0: Yeah. Well, that 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 dream and that sliver of hope you had for Aaron Rodgers coming back, it didn't even last for a few seconds in the game because I was lucky enough to watch that disaster live in Buffalo. I'm looking at my phone, and as I look up, the, the crowd's cheering. I don't even watch it. Xavier Gibson fumbles the ball. Oh, wait, who said that he's been a nightmare all year since week one? Oh, right, that would be me. And what does the loser coach do? He keeps putting him out there to return kicks. He, no, he waited. Uh, uh, he just let him do it a few more times. And once he wasn't getting past the 20, no, you know what? We'll try somebody else. No, no, no. No thought of a fair catch, nothing. Coach kept running him out there. Uh, great job, Sal. Really holding everybody accountable there. Those personnel changes, we really saw them come to life on Sunday. So, Look, that didn't even last for a few seconds with Rodgers coming back. He's not coming back. The season is over. You, We we just need to endure the suffering of the next seven games. And look, it, it doesn't get much lower than it did on Sunday because it was an all-time jet shellacking that I think we'll, we'll have to talk about for years on end because that was the last game. And I was just so fortunate to be at Zach Wilson's farewell tour his last, the last stop on the the misery, uh, you know, tour that he's been leading. Yeah, I was I was right behind the jet bench. I had great seats to the game. I uh, think the game day atmosphere at uh, Highmark Stadium, Buffalo, it blows MetLife Stadium out of the water. I just want to start off at there. All the fans, bro, all of them, their butts are in. Well, also, dude, they don't even sit down for the game. They're up the whole game. I mean, my back was about to give. I mean, there was a <laughs> look. My back was ready to go. All right, along yeah. with any sort of my soul, because look, you stand the whole game. You you can't sit down there. Um, but dude, everybody's in the seat. That, that 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 is that is a real crowd right there. That's into the game. They love their bills. Their bills love them. Like it, dude. It's totally different. It's nothing like we see at MetLife. The parking situation is way better, dude. We 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 got in and out of the lot. It was insane. Like as yeah. soon as the game was over, we got in the car. We just went straight. We were out of there. It was amazing. Like I've never <laughs> seen anything like this before. I'm like, Oh my God, it didn't take us an hour to get out of the parking lot. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's I-
1: almost like the game day experience is one that people want to attend and not want to just stay at home and watch the game from home because, Hey, why would you want to stay for a 32 six or lacking yeah. if it's not your team giving it? And you know, the, like you said, the parking situation, the, the, Everyone, You know why the Jets fans aren't in their butts in, in the seats for kickoff? Because they're enjoying their time a little bit better in that parking lot, sadly. So, yeah. no, you're completely right.
0: Dude, it was incredible. It, it really was. Like, I was telling my, uh, you know, my significant other, my lady friend, who is a Bills fan, and no one cares, nevertheless. But still, <laughs> I said I'd rather go to a game there and, and, you know, hang out with the relatives all weekend and, you know, do that whole ordeal. Yeah and then go to MetLife. Obviously, we will have our, our day at the game probably again probably again next year. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I need see. to see some things, but probably, <laughs> but 99% likely. Um but again, nevertheless, let, let's get back to business here uh with this disaster of a franchise mm-hmm. and obviously that game was nothing to be proud of. Garrett Wilson continues to put the football on the ground. Sauce Gardner, who I'm I'm getting a little annoyed with. All right. Sauce. We don't care about your stats. All right, that's the thing. The, the the divide with this locker room is back. The coach. This is really like the antithesis of our uh, our podcast today. Let me let me explain something to you, and you you can tell me how I'm wrong. What yeah. coach gets to keep their job after back to back years of getting worse after the bye week, mismanaging the quarterback position, losing the locker room, and just overall, just showing no accountability or discipline for the football team. What co- Tell me who. It, it somehow got worse than last year. So tell me <laughs> why this coach should still be here next year. How? How are we winning a blessed thing with Robert Sala as our head
1: coach? How? Tell me how. I mean, you're, you're, you're. I, I don't want to come back with a Sala answer. Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Which seems well, he doesn't be- know anything. That's like, you know, when it, in a toy store, when you pull Andy's string on his back, that seems like all uh, Mr. Styles says these days, sadly. I mean, I, I still love the guy. I still think that he's a I,
0: great guy. But it, I, look, I, yes, you don't I you understand. don't you want him to be your next door neighbor. You don't want him coaching your football team. I got all that.
1: I don't know, though. Like, I, I just really haven't seen anything like I haven't seen quotes to suggest that there's people pitting each other against each other or they're undermining the undermining the thoughts and ideas you're, you're, of I'm of sorry bro coaches. you're you're 100% wrong
0: they did it last week after the Raider game last week right with sauce gardner when he said we're not playing complimentary football we saw DJ Reed say that. That's, after a, that's the game a true this week.
1: statement. That's not. That's not like something. The, dude,
0: that's a clear indictment on the coach right there. That he's still sticking with the same quarterback. That's not getting the job done. You even saw it today with Tyler Conklin. They asked him about changing a quarterback, and he even said, "Yeah, maybe it could provide a spark for us." I mean, dude, did nobody in the locker room and Connor Hughes reported? But those
1: aren't things. Those aren't things. It's continue, on the coach,
0: continue. bro. He keeps playing this guy every single you saw it today. I don't want to hear that somebody was telling Salah to play this kid
1: because Salah literally I said don't know. I don't kid. know. That one quote, that one quote did seem like well, maybe not to draft him because we know Yeah, well, it, look, it wasn't his guy. It, I don't, I don't look, think look, it was to, his guy.
0: You could be right because here's why I think they ultimately drafted Zach Wilson. I think that the coaching staff came here with the idea of salvaging whatever was left of Sam Darnold. And just so happened, they had the second pick of the draft. The Niners wanted to trade up. The Niners wanted Zach Wilson. And the coaching staff paused and said, hmm, why does Kyle want this guy? And we can just have him. And I think that's why they took Zach Wilson. I'm telling you right now. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just an educated guess. But let me get back to this whole thing with solid. Dude, mm-hmm. the locker room is clearly divided. They they were divided last year after he didn't pull Zach. What are you shaking your head, dude? They didn't pull Zach from the New England game last year, and he because said he let the defense down, and then just, took him out. And they're all wearing Mike and White shirts. They were clamoring for a change last year. It took Zach incriminating himself to get benched last year. I mean, this this coach, dude, on back to back years, did the same mistake, and just so he couldn't he couldn't leave him in anymore because it was historically awful. Yeah, I mean,
1: but I don't think he was playing Zach,
0: dude. The decision—how does that go from? Let me ask you: How does Zach Wilson go from the starting quarterback to just so happened the media just put the idea out there, maybe he can get released? How do you go from the starting quarterback to released? Not never even thinking about getting benched to released. That goes to show that the organization was not making solid plays. Zach Wilson. Now that he's not playing, they want to release him because they have authority over the fifty-three, but not who's starting. That's the coach.
1: No, because I think just the narrative wise goes, you don't want to have a, an injury situation where where Tim goes down, Simeon goes down and then Zach's back in again. And then that whole kind of circus comes back into town. You you kind of just want to make it a clear break for both parties. I don't think I don't see it as, you know, now someone has license. To say, yeah, let's really let's really get rid of the problem here. I don't, I don't think that is is it at all. And I just think that from a standpoint of losing the locker room, I don't. I think the siloedness of offensive, defensive, and special teams—those three phases of the game—you know, they're they're kind of like different organizations within an organization. I know they play on the same team, but they're not really, you know, doing that much together. Obviously, one needs to do well for the other to succeed and vice versa. So it's, it's one of those things where I just don't, I can see how, um, you know, you and other fans can be like, Oh, Sala's is really losing the rudder here on, on this, on this ship. And he's done it again for the second season in a row. But personally, to from my vantage point, I still think those are, you know, there's 53 guys in that locker room that want to run through a roll, a, a brick wall for Robert Salah. I I really do very,
0: very much disagree. And also the great Connor Hughes from SNY, he reported that that plane ride home, there was a little bit of friction going on there that it was not a peaceful ride home for those guys. And, look, they were all wearing the Mike White shirts last year. You even see it now, bro. Dude, the defense, that was not they weren't showing any effort in the second half right there. They realized uh, – Yeah, well, no, but
1: they, why would they? Why would they show any effort? Yeah. Well, I
0: got news for you. I guarantee you, and look, for the game on Friday, I, am I thinking the Jets can win? No. I mean, how can anybody with two brain cells think the Jets are going to win this game on Friday? But I guarantee you, you'll see more effort from people because it's anybody but the failure that is Zach Wilson back there. We saw it last year at Mike White. It just so happened that – the offensive line started blocking better. The defense started forcing more turnovers right away. It wasn't sustainable, but it was more efficient. I think that's what we'll see with Tim Boyle. And it's not, you know, any type of glaring, uh, you know, recommendation for Boyle to be the starter. It's just that it's anybody but Zach Wilson. And this change, bro, the time to make the change was after the Charger disaster in front of the whole world on Monday night. That was the time. You got an easy winnable game against the Raiders that same week. I guarantee you, if Tim Boyle is starting that game against the Raiders, the Jets are winning.
1: No, no, I, I don't disagree. And I think, but how's sometime- that not an indictment on the coach? Hold
0: on, hold on. Let me go back to what you were saying earlier. How do you not want the coach gone after that? He clearly blew the season. He had a chance to potentially save the season, right? And get Rodgers back which, which which everybody obviously wanted. He had a chance to do that and he blew it. And the locker room is going to see that right now. So how are we bringing this coach back here next year? How that is a clear, you know, dude, that is pure incompetence right there. How can how does he deserve to keep a job? Look at his wins and loss record, bro. Dude, he has the, he has the worst he a worse winning percentage than Todd Bowles after three years.
1: No, it's get it's it's get, no, it's getting bad for sure. I just don't know. I don't know if that's something Aaron I mean, who knows what Aaron Rodgers wants. I, I know some people in we the don't. fan base now <laughs> Yeah, so, some people don't don't even care. Some people are like, if Aaron's here, great. If he's not, like, are we kidding me? We're really throwing. No, he's going to you know, be here. Two time MVP. I'm just saying, but I think a lot of people are just like so done with everyone that has anything to do and is, has been attached to kind of this bad taste that Zach's the Zach era has put in our mouths that we just want a clean break from everything. But it's like. These are some professional pieces here. I'm gonna until I see something baffling. But and and honestly, I know. Zach playing every
0: week was pretty baffling to me.
1: I just don't we'll see. We'll see. We'll we we will see. If we can if we can rattle off three straight wins, then I'll put, you know, uh, then you've got me there. But at the same time, bro, I'm not gonna sit here right now. Obviously perception can be reality sometimes i think when you when we all saw zach get drafted you saw this guy he he was on the red carpet looking a little funny he was you know he looked like a person out out of his element a little bit and then maybe he came in with this like you know i'm the number two overall pick i'm the man and you kind of saw that with his press conferences last year where he wasn't taking accountability and things like that so i think that all does work in the favor of You get a real professional guy in that people love, which supposedly everyone loves Tim Boyle all of a sudden as soon as... Because it's not Zach. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see if people start working harder. I can imagine that will happen. I can imagine Tim can make some throws that are just... That makes sense. But, I mean, it's just... It's a very sad and puzzling end to this whole Zach era. I... You know me. I never wanted him in the first place. You know, I saw what he was doing at BYU. His biggest game versus Coastal Carolina didn't show up. So what I'm saying is sad end to this era. Don't don't think it's the end of the Zach era, though. I don't want to hear that just because Salah had to play him, that means he's done and toast, too. Or the same thing with Joe Douglas. So. What about
0: his wins and what about his winning percentage, though?
1: I mean, isn't that attached to the bad quarterback that he was really trying to make sure that they knew that he was garbage before they got rid of him? Well, well, well,
0: Salah tossed from both ends of his mouth today, right? So hopefully the Jets move on. Salah is not the right coach. They have to go find a coach. And if I was Woody Johnson, I would go up to Aaron Rodgers and I would say, Aaron, look, you're going to have a huge say in this. We, you're still our guy financially. We, you know, I don't want to say we're stuck with you, but. Pretty much be like, yeah, look, we're with each other right now. We can keep your buddy Hackett. He could do his little thing in the gold zone. But, Aaron, we need a leader of men that's had success in this league, that's an offensive mind, that's going to call the plays. You and him can collaborate, and build the offense with Hackett. For sure, we can keep him around. That's all good. And we need to fix this thing because what we have now, it's not going to work in the long run, and we are going to fall short of our ultimate goal here. So let's work together and let's figure this out. That's that's what should happen if we want the team to go to where they need to go.
1: Okay, so great. Say that happens. Uh Sala, you know, ultimately Aaron says, "Yeah, let's bring in one of my other buddies. We put him in as uh the head coach. That guy wants the clean house. Olbrick's gone." Okay. So now this number 1 is The defense gonna, is. Hang on. The defense is going to be. Going to stay the same.
0: As good as Ulbrich is, dude, and as good of a coordinator he's been, John. It does not matter much who the coordinator is. This defense is going to be hooping. They might honestly play better because then you'll have Sauce Gardner traveling with the number one receiver. They'll blitz more and trust their corners on the outside they might even be playing better than what they're playing, right? Honestly, I think the defense, the ceiling is even greater than what they're playing, performing at right now. And also, they go out there on a weekly basis, and they have to do things, like you even saw it yesterday in the game with Stefan Diggs where he had the ball in his hands. C.J. Mosley, instead of wrapping up and tackling, You're trying to hit that ball out of there. You're seeing Michael Clemens on Monday night. I mean, Michael Clemens, of course, had to make an embarrassment of ourselves fighting players in the freaking tunnel after getting your asses kicked. But still, on Monday night against the Chargers, he's trying to scoop and score rather than falling on the ball. I mean, Sauce Gardner's so uh, you know frustrated and upset out there where he's doing the suplex on Stephon Diggs. I I think they could be even better with better coaching.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's an interesting point. I don't know. I mean... You know, you see where they've elevated to this season compared to last. We all thought at the beginning of the season that they, you know, they slow start this, that, but they've they've really exceeded uh, kind of what they've done last year, in my opinion, up to this point. I mean, you know, maybe there's a few games that have gotten out of hand just because of how much worse the offense is, but um, you know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're, you know, time will only tell in, in a situation like that, but I just think that continuity, you know, something might be lost there. Who knows if Guys like Michael Carr II, who took a big step up this year, that was attributed to something uh, coaching like from Oldbrick or something like that. But so, okay, so maybe they're going to clean house, but they'll keep Hackett. Are they going to keep Joe Douglas, who's drafted well, all offensive defensive rookies of the year? Okay,
0: we got to stop with that, though, John. And I've been a huge defender of Joe Douglas, but still, like, that's not like, you know, hey, you're exonerated from any criticism here, or, you know, you get a no free saying, pass no for life to hold this job. Yeah. I, while I think Douglas is a good general manager I think the issues with this team are more so due to the coach um I don't know how much Joe Douglas had much of a say in hiring Salah I've heard some uh mixed stories on how that process went with Salah and um I, I'm just you know I I don't uh, I don't want to sound like a freaking journalist that's a professional or anything but you don't really you know reveal who who told you this and whatnot but I let's just say I've heard some stories there that I don't know how much Joe Douglas was involved in that decision but still mm-hmm. Getting back to Douglas, if it's somebody like Jim Harbaugh, who I have been wanting to be the Jets coach for over 10 years now, if it's somebody like if Sean McVay gets traded here, or I don't know, any big-time coach that has final say on the 53 to where if they said, look, we we don't want this Joe Douglas guy, like we want to have full say, and even if they do have full say, they just don't want Douglas around because it's it's happened before where the general managers are kind of just there in title where Mm -hmm. at the end of the day the coach is running the show. If it's one of those guys... But sorry, Joe, it, this is, this is, you know, this is just business here, but if it's somebody like, you know, it has got to go, there's no doubt about it. So if you're bringing in like Rick Basaccia if you're bringing in Jim Caldwell, if you're bringing in Marvin Lewis, if you're bringing in one of these guys where Douglas can bring them in and Douglas, by the way, does have background with Marvin Lewis. And a lot of jet fans laugh at Marvin Lewis. He's done a whole of a hell lot more than any coach we've ever seen. So I wouldn't be so quick to just shun Marvin Lewis away. But you remember what the Bengals were like before yeah. Marvin Lewis got there. So I'll leave it at that. I think one of those guys, Douglas, can stick around, and I would want Douglas back because I do not trust Woody Johnson to go to some search firm or two guys that can give you know a rat's tail about the Jet franchise to find somebody better because Woody Johnson's reputation around the league is horrible. We are not finding a general manager as qualified as Joe Douglas to work here with this clueless owner and this franchise. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the scenario I would keep Douglas. But look, the dream is horrible. The dream is absolutely getting Jim in here. And if Jim wants him here, fine, he can stay. But if Jim wants him to go, bye-bye. I want the coach. And I think Rodgers, we saw it on the McAfee show on Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know. And this is the thing with people with Aaron Rodgers. You have no idea what Aaron Rodgers wants. You have no idea what he thinks. You have no idea what he'll do. Did anybody think he's coming to the Jets at this point last year? Probably not. Even though I did hint it on this podcast, I go, hmm, maybe it could happen. But still, I didn't know I didn't think it was the greatest possibility at oh, the time. Yeah. Um, but still, we don't know what he's thinking. So to just make these quick conclusions and dismiss candidates and dismiss possibilities would be just malpractice by people.
1: Yeah, no, that's, you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to tur- unturn every stone and make sure that uh we're doing right by the organization. I just, you know, seeing what this this pr- there's a pre and post Joe Douglas in my opinion, and um things are we're in a lot more conversations for. The big fish with Joe Douglas, and we have been before. So I'd be reluctant to send him his walking papers in in um, an event where we're kind of just trying to clean house and let Aaron and the rest of the guys run run rough shops. So
0: I I agree. With, no, 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 that's why. I, but I gave you the scenario where yeah, no, the you scenario makes have to part sense. with Douglas.
1: Yeah, you know, So no, that scenario would make sense in that regard.
0: And you like, and you do. Well, how do you feel about Harbaugh? Just real quick.
1: Personally, I think you take a big hiatus from uh, the NFL. You lose a little of that connection of what it's like to coach. Hold Uh, on.
0: Pete Carroll. Hang on. Pete. That's factually incorrect right right there. Did Pete Carroll lose a little bit? Pete Carroll got better after he left the NFL and went to college.
1: Okay. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just saying, I think with the way you see, first off, totally two different personalities, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh. So um, I think you saw the kind of free wailing um, and dealing that Pete has kind of had um, at USC. He brought it back um, with him to the Seahawks, and I think that looseness was better in the professional atmosphere that is the NFL. Not sure if um, Jim can uh, provide that. Or J- Jim, I'm Jim, Jim I, Harbaugh. Yeah. John is with
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. John's with the Ravens. Jim is at Michigan. I don't know why I was your player- names up there. Yeah, no, bad. look, I, I do it all the time. Okay. No no worries here. But dude, the players love Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, they're they're outraged that okay. he's suspended. But they're
1: 18-year-old men. They're 18-year-old men.
0: Hold on. He went to a freaking Super Bowl in the NFL. What are you doing here?
1: Like you like he did it's not like he didn't have any
0: success in the pros, like he was Chip Kelly where he was ran out of town. No, he left because number one, it was his dream job to coach at Michigan, right? He wanted to get them back to relevancy, which he has, by the way. And also, he didn't play nice in the sandbox with Trent Baalke, who's proven to be a garbage general manager in the league. And the owner, cluelessly, sided with balky and didn't want the headache with Jim anymore. That's why he's not there anymore. It wasn't like he was fired because they were bad. All Jim Harbaugh does is fix programs. He made Stanford relevant, right? He made the Niners relevant. He fixed that project. Remember how bad Michigan was with Rich Rodriguez? He fixed them up, too. All Jim does is fix programs. Programs and good God, we know we need fixing with the Jets. And Jim's the type of coach where he's a player's coach, but you know what? Jim commands the respect because he's done something, he's accomplished something. He doesn't need to get in players' faces and yell at them. If you screw up, you know, you know that you're in the doghouse, right? You Mm -hmm. know, Jim's pissed. You you have to worry about that. Not with Salah, because you could do whatever you want. You could fumble the ball off the opening kickoff and you can go right back out there and get another opportunity. To I don't use. really think that guys that, can get I, roughing the passer calls, right? All throughout the last three years. That's you can miss though. a block. Alan, you could you could throw as many pickets as you. Zach Wilson. Right? Just look at Zach Wilson. How has Zach Wilson has been this team's quarterback for this long? You could do whatever you don't hold the quarterback accountable. How are you holding anybody accountable? You think Jim's doing that? You think any coach with the decorated background is doing that? No, not with Sala. He's everybody's friend. Listen, I- what a disaster. <laughs> I'm Listen. so sick of this. I know I really am. And I came on here like not ready to, to scream and yell. But it, look, this I guy got it a- out of here.
1: I got it out of here. It, I he got is it
0: brutal out of on all phases. I would do a dance if we and it has not been great for me lately. If we got Jim Harbaugh, oh, my God, would that be one of the best days in a long time?
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, you know, I was just kind of playing devil's advocate there with what might be the only thing that you kind of could see possibly not retranslating. But, yeah, you're right. He he was in the Super Bowl. He's he's more than qualified and he's a he's a builder and a fixer of uh, messes. And, you know, this 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 franchise has been a mess for a long time now. So maybe that is. so.
0: But if, but if we're up to you, you would bring Salah back.
1: If Jim Harbaugh's not available, I mean, yeah. What do you want to do? Another first-time coordinator? Or... No,
0: I would want Passaccia here. And okay. then, look, to your to your point before, like, you know how you said, like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to get rid of the staff? With Passaccia, you keep the staff. The staff's not going. Dude, if the Jets got rid of the staff, dude, no one's picking any of these guys up. Maybe Ulbricht. Maybe. I but think
1: Ulbricht would get a shot to head coach somewhere. No,
0: he's not. Nobody attached with this disaster of a franchise and terrible coach of solid is getting an opportunity. Look at Mike LaFleur. That guy is laughing right now. I mean, he is absolutely he got a job. He got an opportunity based off his family's name. And Sean McVay was probably smart enough to realize huh, they're holding this guy accountable. I mean, Sean McVay is like, Mike, look, look at your old employer right there. Look, they look really good right now. Right. <laughs> Remember that loser you had to play last year at quarterback when 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 Mike LaFleur was like, oh, I want to play Mike White, to everybody, when everybody yeah. outside. You know, it's a crazy fact. Every quarterback not named Zach Wilson, they averaged over 400 yards a game of offense with Mike LaFleur. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. Joke. Yeah. All of it, bro. It it, it really is. It like it, it is, it gets you so infuriated. It's not even funny. And Salah, you've had three years, you have a terrible winning percentage. You clearly you, you have not learned from your mistakes from the past. It's time to go. You can't win anything big with Salah as your head coach.
1: I think uh, you know, I think that will he hasn't won anything big. Up until this point, so you're you're spot on there, and the winning percentage speaks for itself. I mean, it was attached to a Zach Wilson, but um, he attached himself to it. Good God! So
0: what a disaster! Let's also, get I what... do,
1: I do want to put in. I, I I've been reading. Um, it's better to be feared. Uh, the book about, um, by Seth Wickersham. It's about Brady, Belichick, Kraft. That the rise of the Patriots and it's been really informative on you know as as i was when brady was coming up as i was a mere child i didn't know you know what was going on at that time obviously in the early 2000s but you know i think no matter what change happens here from this season forward we need to be okay with growing pains and i think Obviously Brady won very early in his career and if we can win a Super Bowl that early in our in our in a tenure of the next kind of iteration or error that comes into play here for the Jets, that'd be great. But at the same time, I think I preach patience last time. Obviously, I'm kind of patient out at this point, <laughs> but at the same time, we just have to be patient with the next people that come in because if we try and keep Bring this baggage with what Gase, then Salah. Now we're here again. It's just going to we're just going to chase another person that wants to fix everything out of town. And that's really, in my opinion, the cycle that keeps keeps this thing going. So, you know, hopefully things can change, but we can. Well, let's get to let's get to a call.
0: Well, look, to go off that before we get to a to a quick voicemail here, you're right. You know why we can't go back to the well and keep doing that over again? Because this incompetent owner can't get anything right. And that's why he oh. needs to do it. Well, look, I'm the, believe it or not, John, I'm the same age as you, right? Yeah. I, I'm 26 going on 86 with this franchise and jet years. That's like 286. So I, Honestly, this franchise has aged me out to where I forget how old I am sometimes because it feels like I'll never see anything. But still, um, look, that's why he needs to do what Leon Hess did right with bill parcells he said bill i'm not getting any younger woody in the late 70s come and save my franchise and i want to see my my franchise win something while i'm still here on god's green earth wouldn't that be nice Mm -hmm. but let's get to a, a quick voicemail this is from luca in brooklyn
1: this is luca from brooklyn talking jets what an absolute embarrassment this franchise
0: is i'm sick of everybody fire the coach, fire everybody else. I'm just beaten down. Um, Yesterday, I gladly realized that this team is not making the playoffs. I know, I know they weren't going to make the playoffs with Zach Wilson. Anyway, I'm going to get that speech, but I wanted to believe. And uh, this is a lot like last year. Clean house. That's all I'll say.
1: Good points by Luca there.
0: Yeah, good points. I I completely agree with him. Like, uh, completely clean house. I think that, uh, like John and I discussed Douglas, I would I would keep him around unless our prayers get answered and, and uh, Coach Jim comes here and he wants full say. Um, but if we're hiring a first-time coordinator, which I don't think is too likely, if we're hiring one of these retread coaches, I, I think we should be keeping Joe Douglas here to run the draft. And let's see. Let's evaluate Joe Douglas because – He's but he's put together this roster that we're all very high on before the year, and clearly the coaching staff is not exactly using them to their strengths. To to put it putting it kindly right now, um, and yeah, Salah's got to go.
1: Um, I want to get your take. I, I was, I think I was on, I saw it on TikTok or something about how, you know, some coaches that might see their walking papers at the end of the season, and one interesting name that you know, had been linked to the Jets. Yeah, you can guess. I think you'll know who I'm I'm thinking.
0: Is – now, it's not Belichick. Don't even – No, no, no. Is it Mike Vrabel?
1: No, it's not. It's actually a big man in Big D, Mr. Mike McCarthy. McCarthy.
0: Well – He's not I'm, coming here. Him and Rogers, the Him and Rogers did not they get it. didn't away.
1: end well, but it didn't I mean, end
0: well. He's, he's not coming here. I would glad. I mean, look, they should have hired Mike McCarthy when they hired absolutely. Adam Gase. That was the clear cut. I wish we did the podcaster. I wish, like, dude, I Adam Gase inspired this podcast after his first year because I couldn't take it anymore. I wish, like, hell, we did this program when we hired Adam Gase and the, the amount real. of how much I, how badly I wanted Mike McCarthy to come here. You're right. But yeah, I, look, I would take McCarthy, but I just don't think that's realistic and much better than the garbage that we've hired a head coach in our lifetime outside of Rex, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that would be a great story too if Rex wanted to come back. But, well, um, you know, yeah,
0: you know where I stand on that.
1: Exactly. So I think that was a great point by Luca. I think, you know, yeah, the frustration is real. The frustration is real where where we started this season where we all had these expectations of reaching glory that we couldn't have even imagined in the, those Rex years. Um, And everyone was saying it to us too. That was what probably hurt the most that everyone was saying, yo, the jets are going to be fun to watch this year. This jets team. Oh, they got all these primetime games. They're going to be, it's going to be a joy to watch every weekend. And it's been, you know, you want to pluck your eyeballs out every weekend instead. So.
0: Well, look, you know where I stand. I would walk Rex back here to coach the team if it meant Salah's out of here. Rex was by far the best coach ever had the Jets have ever had. They finally had an identity under Rex. But I, I just don't think that that's happening. Um, I think the scenario that's most likely is getting somebody like Passaccia in here that has a history with Rodgers, has accomplished more than Salah could ever dream of. I mean, Passaccia went to the playoffs with, you know, taking over for John Gruden and that whole scandal over there. Henry Ruggs and him getting arrested in Vegas. And he took Derek Carr to the playoffs. Derek Carr has not made the playoffs. Uh, with the Raiders, and maybe this year he will with the Saints, but still. And they nearly beat the team that went to the Super Bowl in the first round in the Cincinnati Bengals. And Basacci is a true leader of men. That's he's he's got a he's got a track record of that. And he has a history with Rodgers, um, has a history with Hackett. He would keep the staff, he wouldn't step on anybody's toes. He would just be a true manager and kind of what everything that we hoped Sala would be. And he's clearly not. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're looking at. But yeah, I'm 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 fed up, dude. I'm absolutely fed up. And uh, Luca, you put it. Perfectly for sure. Yeah. And any parting words here and any parting words? Is there any uh, sizzling takes that you'd like to make? Are we going to win the game on Friday? Like what what's going on? Predict the Tim Boyle stat line. And do we see Trevor Simeon? By the way, Simeon should be starting this game, but still whatever. It's not Zach. So I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. Um, how do you think it's going to go on Friday?
1: I think it's going to go good because as soon, because that is how this yin and yang jet life works uh you know we've been the fans have been clamoring for for months now to make a change okay we make that change and the it's gonna i think it's gonna be a close game i mean you saw that game versus the the raiders and dolphins this past weekend it was it was close it wasn't you know there was nothing that made me say oh this is this is I don't think the Dolphins are that good. Uh, they haven't beaten a good team in in two two years. So are, are, are the Jets a good team? We'll see what kind of team shows up on Friday uh, for the first ever Black Friday game. But
0: yeah, well, well, th- this is another th- reason why I think that, look, if they get absolutely whomped on Black Friday, Woody Johnson, remember, he is. Woody Johnson wants the Jets to be like what the Lions are for Thanksgiving, what the Cowboys yeah. are. He wants to be the team that plays on Black Friday. And he lobbied so hard for football on Black Friday. If his team goes out there and gets embarrassed, I could see Salah out of here on Saturday. I uh-huh. He's never fired a coach in the in midseason, but I could see it, man. Woody is an impulsive owner. And if Sala's costing him tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars, because the Jets are sure as hell not playing on Black Friday ever again if they get embarrassed by the Dolphins. I don't know. I could see wow. it. I could that, see it.
1: That would be that would be um, you know, the script writers wouldn't have had that in their uh in the preseason writers no. room. But well, we didn't see would...
0: Rogers going down after four freaking plays this season. Um, but look, <laughs> I, to to go off of your point, I think to a degree you're right. I I've been saying it to my buddies. Um, we're either getting mike white against the Bengals. even though that that was the best game i've ever seen a jet quarterback have mike white again it was no no, no yeah no, it, your, was. No, it was by far it was i mean dude by far i mean the mike White that day that was and that and they knew he was better than will and i said that too i said that they knew that he was better than wilson and everybody told me i'm being negative here's the thing everybody oh you're negative you're negative well what the hell is there to be positive about with this is it ever i said it yesterday It'll never be my day with this franchise. So I'm negative. I'm negative. I would say, and I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn here. I think I'm right more oftentimes than not. At the end, (laughs) in in the very end, maybe not in the moment, but in the big picture, I feel like I've been right more times than not with this franchise. But still, yeah, we're either getting Mike White against the Bengals or we're going to get Mike White uh, against Buffalo, where he, you know, uh, he played and then they went right back to Zach Wilson. What the call. Well, look, they might they were they were they might have won that game. Mike White didn't get hurt. Remember, Josh Johnson came in that game, and looked pretty damn good, better than Zach ever looked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I, th- I don't think it will be a medium. It's either going to be uh, a, an all timer, the Tim Boyle game that we talk about. Like we still talk about Mike White against the Bengals because that's how sorry we are or it's going to be a complete disaster. I don't think there'll be a medium.
1: No. Yeah. And I mean, some in, in the few series that we did see of Tim Boyle, um, obviously nothing spectacular, but he knew what he was doing, knew what he's doing. I mean, how many times a quarterback come in relief for the Jets and the ball just pops in the air like people are playing volleyball ready to get a pick six or just an interception in general. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully none of that is happening on Friday. No, but.
0: I would argue that the backup quarterbacks look better than the starters when they come in and play for the Jets right away because the team is invigorated, and the team actually thinks, hmm, maybe we should actually try because we have a chance of scoring. And Boyle made Boyle, – dude, on Boyle's first drive, he made a throw that Zach's never made in three years here. The blitzer was coming. Instead of throwing it at the ground, I mean, that's how sorry Zach is. He throws the ball um, at the ground. That was um, – yeah, that great.
1: That one – that screen – When he did that, was heinous. when he did that, that was almost for me, that was like, I can't believe I ever defended this guy. Yeah, like just 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 do a little like kind of fade dump to Brees. He was he had room in front of him. Why are you throwing into the ground? I know that they don't want you to throw an interception that bad, but like try and make a play. We're we're asking you to try and make a play. It was infuriating. That's all right.
0: Just, you know, realization. First step, denial. Second step you know withdrawal and then <laughs> yeah. real and then reality so you know what we don't hold grudges here uh welcome to the club of uh, of the uh, planet earth in our year of our lord 2023 uh being a jet fan it's wonderful uh but yes uh back to what i was saying he made that throw Uh, Where the blitzer was coming, he hit Garrett Wilson. Of course, Garrett Wilson took up the first down, but I'm not going to get too much on Garrett Wilson. He needs to play better. Moral of the story there. That
1: elbow's banged up. It's banged up. I'm not getting on the kid,
0: whatever. But he does need to be better, all right? He does. I I don't think that's really killing the kid there. I know He knows he needs to be better, but... He makes that throw. Zach never makes that throw. I'm seeing Tim Boyle adjust coverages, right, with the, with the blocking formations. I see him changing plays at the line. He knows blitzes are coming, and he's actually trying to do something about it. I'm seeing a guy that looks more comfortable standing back there in a few little cups of coffee in the NFL than Zach Wilson in three years. So you, you are right about that. He did look like he had, he had the slightest clue of what was going on. And for us, when you're coming from nothing, guess what? That makes you something. And uh and I would have been curious to see how that drive ended, that first drive. If Garrett didn't fumble that ball, I had a feeling we were scoring a touchdown.
1: Me too. Me too. I it really felt did. that way. It felt that way. So that's what I would love to get the ball. Uh, you know, don't 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 defer to the second half. Let's get Tim in a rhythm. Let's go down there. You know, we don't I would love I would love a touchdown, but I'll take I'll take a nice little Greg the leg field goal. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> you and Salah both. Yeah, I will. You and Saul, because, you guys, you guys, because both if, he's, the if he's moving the ball and there it looks like there's continuity and you're having people, God forbid, block you, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook, that was, oh my God, that was a bad block. Uh, miss, missed, missed uh, uh, coverage pickup. It's uh, bad in general <laughs> for him this year, literally. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be a beautiful sign for hopefully uh, a sequel to um, the Mike White Bengals type game.
0: Oh, what I would do for Mike White, we might see Mike White in this game. Wouldn't yeah. that be typical? Would wouldn't that be
1: typical Jets if Mike White came in this game? Oh my god, I could see that right. would be brutal if two would like tweak something and then it well, no, Mike well White. when
0: the Jets are getting absolutely whacked, uh, I'm, oh, I'm thinking yeah. White comes in in the fourth quarter,
1: that would be brutal as well, though.
0: Yeah, what a disaster! What a disaster, but look, that'll do it for tonight, folks. Uh, look, a little bit of a longer podcast tonight. Uh, we got a game on Friday, so. No real sense of doing a Thursday podcast. We 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 kind of combine two and one.
1: Quick quick producer thing. Why don't we just do you know maybe a little Thanksgiving like what you have a favorite you know side dish? You have a favorite? Uh, I favorite do. Thing? Yes,
0: yes. So look, uh, I like turkey. I know a lot of people come out here and they say they don't like turkey. I I like turkey. Um, as far as a side dish goes, you're gonna laugh. I like the mac and cheese, man. Nothing like homemade mac and cheese.
1: Oh, that's um, fair.
0: It's like mac and cheese and turkey. It kind of combine them a little bit. It tastes pretty good. I actually like uh pineapple ham too. Oh um, and of course, and of course, jello uh for dessert, stellar. Can't jello.
1: go, wrong. jello, jello for is dessert. jello
0: is stellar with the whipped cream. Oh
1: you wouldn't do a pie, uh you know, an apple or a pumpkin or something like that? I- I'm very
0: look, I'm not a big pie guy. I like ice cream, I like jello. I, I got a sweet tooth like that. So baked mm. goods, not really my thing. Chocolate cake I like, but that's not really like a Thanksgiving. Uh, type of ordeal how about how about you uh before we depart here
1: i mean you know the the dinner roll is a beautiful thing i mean if if you're doing a biscuit maybe i mean i'm a big fan dinner of roll, just, okay i mean mopping that mopping the plate up a little bit you have some gravy have some cranberry sauce on the on the biscuit that's that's a big that's a beautiful thing and you know dessert i mean can't go wrong uh apple pie pumpkin pie so you're I mean, a
0: basic guy aren't you
1: I'm pretty basic. I mean, I'm not. I'm not over the top. You know, I, I I like the, you know, if it was my call, I wouldn't have turkey on Thanksgiving. Not really a big turkey guy. I would rather like a like a lamb or something or prime rib. But oh well, I mean, me and
0: you both, sir. We got to get so, together for one of those.
1: Oh yeah, we should do, we should go to a, you know do a big uh jetway cookout
0: one day. Jet jet jetway cookout. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're behind the grill, busting us up. You know, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: look, why not?
0: maybe when a solid gets fired i'll meet you out there i'll bring my winter coat okay. that I was wearing. i was wearing i'll bring my snorkel coat that i wore in buffalo and kept me warm
1: yeah how cold was it up there was wasn't, it...
0: Bad. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't bad, bad? it wasn't bad it was it wasn't that bad um it, it just it, it look everything was great until they actually decided to play the game and xavier gibson fumbled the ball what was the text i sent you uh after you leave leave, leave the stadium <laughs> dude i can't go to these games anymore you're right <laughs>
1: You're just right. I can't.
0: The I, I can't do it, dude. I, it, it really ruins my whole day. I don't even get angry anymore at these games. No. I know I'm angry now. It's like, dude, I just want to cry. Like honestly, like I was, I, I was almost. I I really wanted to cry and laugh at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mess. What a disaster. Um, but yes, that will do it for tonight. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you to all of our listeners. Have a great Thanksgiving with your families. Hopefully, well, not hopefully they will. The, the Jets are going to ruin your Thanksgiving, but hopefully it's not too bad. You know, just yeah. see it coming. Don't get your hopes up and just keep it together and stay composed. I probably won't, but still, just try to do your best to stay composed throughout the torture on Black Friday. Uh, Please leave us that five-star review, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, and we will see you on the next one. And I don't think I'm going to say this until I see a new coach in here.
1: Oh, man, now a new
0: coach? Yeah, now that might be a new, I don't know. <laughs> until until I see another win, which I think Salah had. I mean, we saw it last year. They lost six in a row. So what's seven yeah, in a they row to this Rattle team. off
1: a bunch. All right. Oh yeah,
0: right. Yeah, bad rattle off a bunch. Yeah, may, maybe you know.
1: Well, yeah, rattle off can. a bunch in the wrong way.
0: <laughs> a bunch, <laughs> a bunch. I've had nothing but a bunch of you know what's over the years. All right, take it easy, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye bye. Later.